Good morning. Welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada. Today I'm talking about the Wayside Cross of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Now, East Greenwich, Rhode Island is an old New England town founded in 1677. Some of the original colonial homes are still standing and inhabited, and the town really is quaint beyond belief. It's my hometown where I grew up. And I grew up near the corner of four streets intersecting, where on one of the corners uh, was a charming and very large cemetery, a historic cemetery. A brook ran through it, and a beautiful stone bridge served as the entry to it. There were a lot of stone bridges and stone walls there because when the farmers plowed, there were always so many rocks in the um, ground. I used to play in the cemetery quite frequently because the property was next to our home and there were some gentle hills, perfect for bike riding, and the brook had tadpoles and the leafy quietude of the many trees was a huge draw for me, this shy child. Now in front of the cemetery, at the intersection of those four streets was a wayside cross. It stood on a triangular island and the redwood crucifix with a little roof had nailed to it a little plaque. The cross was put up in 1922 and its construction was noted in the St. Andrew's Cross newsletter of October 1922. This historic newsletter wrote about the putting up of this cross, quote, the first wayside cross to be erected in Rhode Island, if not New England, was recently set up on a triangular piece of ground in East Greenwich. The cross is in memory of Dr. James H. Eldridge, a lifelong resident of East Greenwich and at one time president of the town council. It's the gift of his granddaughters, one of whom is Mrs. Henry M. Saville, wife of Reverend Saville, rector of St. Mary's Church, East Providence. The cross was formally presented to the town and Bishop Perry conducted a simple ceremony of dedication in the presence of about 100 people, including 25 children of the nearby district school who are pledged to watch the cross and see no harm comes to it. Some members of St. Luke's choir led the singing of several hymns. Reverend J.M. Hunter led in the Lord's Prayer and the cross was accepted by the president of the town council. The inscription on the cross reads, in memory of James Henry Eldridge, physician, lover of God and man, who for 50 years traveled these roads to visit the sick and suffering, died February 20th, 1891. Well, since its erection, hundreds passing have stopped to observe the cross and read the inscription, and those who placed this beautiful memorial to an exemplary life feel that it will be indeed a light by the way and a guidepost to heaven. That was from the 1922 newsletter noting um, that this cross had been uh, put up. 
Now, those, though these stations by the road in New England are called Wayside Cross, the one in East Greenwich is actually a crucifix. A lot of people don't know the difference. Uh, a hanging Jesus is attached to the crossbars. Now, a Wayside Cross in 1922 seemed to be something to be very proud of, I mean, even if it was a crucifix. I mean, ceremonies were held when they were erected, and volunteers lovingly and diligently maintained them. Well, that was then, 100 years ago. Now, before growing, growing up, before I left the town in 1978 for college, um, my atheist father used to complain about that cross, crucifix. It had been erected in the middle of the intersection, and I suppose... It could be seen as a road hazard to drivers, but that was not why my father hated it. He hated driving past it. He'd rail and grouse and grit his teeth. Once, More than once I heard him mention it not in glowing terms. He used to say it had no place on town property. Well, he wasn't the only one who felt that way because... During the week of November 28, 1986, the executive director of the Rhode Island um, ACLU wrote to town manager that the ACLU had received a complaint about this wayside cross because it sits on public land on the island at the intersection. Brown, <clears throat> the ACLU asked the town to move the crucifix to private land on behalf of a resident of the town who had made the complaint, Peter A. Marks. Marks had lived in East Greenwich for about a year, and sadly, this began a fight that lasted two years, made national headlines, and caused a young teenager to be arrested. Now, the one who made the complaint to the ACLU, Mr. Marks, was a new resident, and he wanted that cross to come down. He said, I find it offensive. He said he avoided driving past it because of his conviction that it made non-Christians feel unwelcome. Now, this is 1986 now. Um, he didn't know, as many still don't, that the cross is not a Christian symbol. It's an idol, which means nothing. But anyway, very public legal wrangling ensued. Now, the wrangling was so pitched, and it went on for so long, that it upset a local teenager, Lawrence Moulton, so much that one dark evening, he sawed the cross off at the base and hid it, hoping that this would defuse the controversy. Now, the climate between the religious people of the town and the ACLU in Rhode Island was already heightened because of an enormous then recent lawsuit just a couple years before where the ACLU sued another city in Rhode Island for having a Christmas crash and the case challenging the legality of holiday decorations um, on town property made it to the Supreme Court back then. So just that had been settled in the city's favor but it had, the dust had not even settled yet when the complaint was made in East Greenwich about this wayside cross. 
So the ACLU again picked up the banner of separation of church and state a year later with this East Greenwich Wayside Cross issue. So the controversy immediately reignited and all this bickering bothered young Mr. Moulton tremendously. And in his teenager adult brain, he thought if he removed the cross, that would settle the issue. Well, it was discovered in his garage and he was eventually settled, uh, sentenced to one year probation. Now, why am I writing all this? Well, I'm old and I'm nostalgic. I was Googling around Google Street View to look at photos of my old town. And it's a beautiful town and really not much has changed. I started thinking about the cross. It was nearly, nearly across from my driveway and how it was a historic landmark for me and an emotional one too. Because as a kid, when I saw it, I knew I was almost home. My childhood was atheist-dominated with overtones of apathy, occasional spurts of Unitarianism. I really had no religious upbringing, and that state of affairs continued into college and young adulthood and beyond to middle age. I lived in Rhode Island for 17 years and then Maine for 30 years. Both of those states in New England are in the bottom 10 for citizens not going to church, godless. In Maine, only 27% of adults attend church weekly or nearly weekly. Pretty dismal statistic. For 44 years, I lived in an environment desert of atheism and agnosticism and indifference to Jesus. And then suddenly, may I just please ask how does an adult in middle age suddenly, out of all this atheism, claim Jesus as Savior? Well, his grace, that's how. He sent the Holy Spirit to convict me and unharden my heart. And my unhardened heart allowed the conviction. The conscience was softened. And this is all due to the Lord's grace and his drawing him, me to him, me a sinner. Increasingly for the Christian, there is no remedy for our offense. Our sins pile up as we go through life. The true cross, not the crucifix, but the true cross is deemed frivolous and no account and wrong and offensive. Christians are marginalized for wanting to retain the right to display our faith in public. Now, these arguments about separation of church and state really do hurt us. Just ask young Mr. Moulton, who was tormented by adult wrangling and the over-the-top overreaching on the part of those who want to wipe the entire nation and earth of any Christian display. In 1922, the Wayside Cross, which is a crucifix, was a place where it was hoped many would be comforted. Its construction was a moment of celebration. But in 1988, it had become a point of controversy and bitter anger. In 2022, is the wayside station at the junction of those four roads even remembered? Well, it has by now been moved 
to the nearby cemetery, which is, is actually a fitting place for it. But such is our pro pro prophesied trajectory away from our Lord. It's how societies go who don't claim the Lord. They drift further and further and further away. The cross, the true cross, becoming more and more and more offensive. 1 Corinthians 1.18 says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Thank you.